Sixterra Technologies jumped after earnings. The data center co-location business that we discussed this summer had a nice report. Investors liked it, so let's talk some more about it and figure out what's going on in the space. Joining us is CEO Nelson Fonseca, the president as well at Sixterra Technologies. Nelson, thanks for coming back to us here. Thank you, Oliver. Uh, great to have you. Great to be back on the show. Thank you very much. And uh, it looks like investors enjoy what they saw in your report. So give us the big highlights here uh, for the business. Saw that you did revenue of $177 million, a loss per share of 32 cents, but very much within the realm of expectations and beyond some. Yeah, so as you know, we had significant momentum in the business uh, when, when we took the company public. Uh, and it's nice to see in our first quarter as a public company, we were able to continue that momentum. We had strong results on the revenue line, on the EBITDA line, great momentum and continued momentum on the sales front. And that gave us the confidence and allowed us to raise guidance for, for full year 2021 on both revenue and EBITDA. So looking at that guidance, uh, what are the major themes here? We know that during COVID, there was a lot of demand, right, for this tech build-out, data center build-out. Now that you're raising your guidance as we're hopefully, it seems, leaving the COVID era, where's that uh, catalyst coming from? Well, look, uh, Oliver, the, the data centers are the foundation for the digital economy. You had your previous guests talking about the metaverse. They need digital infrastructure as well. So even throughout COVID, we had significant demand uh, for our capabilities. We differentiate on three levels. We have 61 data centers across 28 markets. We're located in the top 10 most attractive markets globally, so we have an international presence. We're a very highly connected platform, so we allow our different customers, both enterprises and service providers, to connect to one another. And we're also very innovative. We have two innovative platforms, our digital exchange, our enterprise bare metal, that really allows our customers to consume and take advantage of the data center very easily. And I think that's what's really contributing to our, our, our strong sales success. So Nelson, are these customers that are paying higher prices than what they did prior? to this quarter or are these new customers that you're bringing on that need access to the, uh, I know that part of it is virtual access software, uh, right? Yeah, great question. It's a little bit of both, right? So we've getting significant growth from our existing customer base. One of the unique aspects of our platform is that we have available capacity in a lot of these markets. And so we can compensate, we can fulfill that demand that we have from our customers. And as we fill up occupancy in the data center, we drive up, we drive up revenue. And we're also having great success with new logos. That's what we call new customers. And so as new customers look for the best ways for them to deploy their software, to grow their business, leveraging our software across our data centers gives them that, that real opportunity to, to grow with us uh, throughout the globe. Now, when you went public, you did it uh, through a merger with Starboard Value, the uh, SPAC side of that business. And what is that relationship like now? Where uh, are the expectations set for growth? And what does that mean for investors in terms of kind of looking at that bar for revenue growth going forward? What are those early investors expecting to see? 
Well, look, we have a great relationship with Starboard. Uh, it was, uh, we chose each other uh, when we were, we decided to go public through a SPAC. They're a great partner. Uh, they have a lot of experience in, in the public equities markets. And so that relationship cannot be stronger. You know, we expect to be at or above market growth rates going forward in our core uh, business. And so that's what we're striving for. That's what we've been able to do over the last few quarters. And that's what we're going to expect to do here going forward. And that should, that should yield as we drive up that occupancy and that available capacity that I spoke about earlier should drive significant revenue growth for us. Okay, uh, Nelson, the uh, uh, areas right now, those data center locations that uh, these customers are able to get access to, to what degree are they full right now? Because that then begs the question of whether or not you need access to more actual physical real estate. Can you walk us through how that works when you get more customers and they get more access to the data centers you provide, eventually you run out of space, right? What happens then? Well, look, running out of space in our industry is a good problem to have. Sure. It means you get more capital, deploy that capital and create more inventory for your customers to fulfill that demand. That being said, we're in a unique circumstances because we have significant available capacity already there for our customers. That allows us to grow at market rates, at market growth, being a little bit more capital efficient because we don't have to deploy that capital to build the capacity. We have the capacity in the ground already, don't have any challenges with supply chain uh, constraints. We're, we're ready to, and, and able to fulfill that customer demand. As we grow our occupancy across the different markets, then we will raise capital and deliver that, uh, and, and uh, excuse me, deploy that capital and create more inventory in those markets. Okay, uh, Nelson, what do you see as the potential uh, pivot points over the next year for things going better or worse than expected? What are the uh, big unknowns for your business? Because it does seem that the overall secular tailwind of data centers is remaining very strong for your business in particular. Are you looking for a particular big order from a customer? Or what kind of makes or breaks things going forward? Well, look, the, the, there's strong tailwinds here in this industry, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. If anything, the pandemic has shown all of our customers that you want to be more distributed and you're more reliant on that IT infrastructure than ever before. We don't have any concentration from a customer base. We serve over 2,300 large enterprise and service provider customers. So really for us, it's a matter of taking advantage of those tailwinds that are in the industry, continuing to execute like we have been uh, over the last few quarters, and that will drive increased occupancy across the footprint and drive our growth. Okay, and Nelson, do you expect that top line growth that you saw 3% year over year this past quarter, do you see that increasing going forward? Well, it, well, it's interesting. I won't talk about next year's uh, revenue growth, but that 3% growth is our total revenue. When you look at our core business, where we, where we uh, normalize for one customer that we've spoken out in the past, which is Lumen, our growth rate was 8%. And so we see that as a very positive sign uh, going forward. Okay, uh, Nelson, thanks for coming back to us and looking forward to more. Thank you, Oliver. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Nelson Fonska, President and Chief Executive Officer at Sixterra Technologies, CYXT. Market up after the report. Investors liked it. 8% rally.